Welcome to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast with your host, Audrey McLaughlin. Hey friends, welcome to episode 40 of the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, equine naturopath, nutritionist, and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey. Today, we are talking about NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. Um, They are so commonly administered, some for good reason, uh, some for not so good reasons. (laughs) And uh, I did a a post on TikTok uh, recently about Equiox in particular, but I also included a bunch of other NSAIDs. And um, man, the interwebs went wild, went wild. I mean, to the point of calling me names, right? (laughs) So you know you've struck a nerve. Um, unfortunately, on TikTok in that short form um, content, I can't really give all of the information. I have to try to condense it down into a couple of things. One, to fit the time frame. Two, to keep everyone's attention. And three, uh, in a way that, you know, it kind of explain it to me like a kindergartner. So I can't always give the, you know, detailed science-backed information in that format. Because that post is still popping off, um, I wanted to do a longer form um, a content piece on the dangers of these things for our horses. And you will find people, you'll find entire, I've worked with entire barns where everybody just gets an Equiox a day just because preventative maintenance, right? Just to keep them comfortable, right? And while it's true that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications or NSAIDs for short, can improve a horse's comfort level. It can improve a horse's uh, ability to tolerate exercise. Um, it can help when dealing with injuries. It can help with problems. They, it does have its place in uh, equine veterinary care, but you really have to be careful and use them correctly in order to minimize the risk, the likelihood of having um, an adverse effect on the horse because they do have adverse effects, really big adverse effects, right? Even when given at the recommended dosage rate and dosage time, which by the way, uh, Equiox from the manufacturer is meant for 14 days or less, one, four, 10 plus four, 14 days or less. How many horses do you know? And maybe your own horse has been on Equiox for months, for years, um, for a decade, <laughs> probably not a decade, but so what we want to do is make sure that not only are we giving them, f- you know, in the right dosage rate, but for the right amount of time. And if we're in a situation where a horse has to have an inside longer than that 14 day period, that we take the proper precautions and that we're also doing our, our due diligence, our fair share of, experimenting, of examining, of searching to find out what that root cause is so that we can avoid all of the adverse effects. Now, I want to clear up something on what is an NSAID. An NSAID, number one, helps to control inflammation in the body. Um, And depending on the specific medication, it has a different mechanism of action. uh, It's often used for things like tendon injuries, osteoarthritis, wounds, colic, muscle and ligament issues. I think, did I say tendon issues already? Um, all of those things generally um, uh, are prescribed an NSAID. Now, what? which ones are NSAIDs? One, bute, that's an NSAID. Banamine is an NSAID. 
Surpass is an NSAID, admittedly not one I see very often. Uh, ketoprofen is an NSAID, often called ketofen, also one I don't see super often. Uh, and then Equiox and Prevacox or Feroxicib. I can't pronounce their uh, generic name, but F-I-R-O-C-O-X-I-B. That's what Equiox and Prevacox is. Now, when do horse, when horses are at risk for major negative effects, so giving, giving an NSAID has negative effects, period, right? And then what we have to do is determine, are those negative effects worth the positive effects that we get during that time frame? Okay. It's a great conversation for you and your vet. Um, I can tell you that most vets will say, oh yeah, go ahead. Because a lot of vets are prescribing and refilling these medications over and over again for months and years at a time. Um, but horses are at most risk from negative impact of NSAIDs when it's given for too many days, when it's given at too high of a dose, or when NSAIDs are stacked with each other or with certain other uh, commonly given equine medications. All of that to say that every horse is different and every horse, just like every horse, um, you know, I, I use the, the explanation often that you can put two horses on the same pasture and they'll have different mineral results because each horse metabolizes things differently and it's no different with NSAIDs. Within that list of NSAIDs that I mentioned, there are two predominant classes, right? There are COX-1 and COX-2. COX-1 in, uh, NSAIDs block COX-1 enzymes and COX-2 NSAIDs block COX, I'll get it out, 2 enzymes. Um, both COX-1 and COX-2 enzymes help to produce prostaglandins that promote inflammation, pain, and even fever. Um, only COX-1 enzymes produce the prostaglandins that activate the blood platelets and protect the stomach and intestinal wall. So NSAIDs, butanbanamine, are COX-1 selective. Um, because of that, they are much more damaging to the D GI tract, especially the lining of the gut, than COX-2 NSAIDs, right? So butanbanamine are susceptible. Horses that rely on butanbanamine uh, tend to have more ulcers and other, uh, what, what I'd consider gross issues with digestive function. So big, obvious outward issues with digestive function. Um, there, there's also other side effects, kidney issues, liver issues, bleeding disorders, etc. So the big question is, and, and part of the big debate is, well, then are the COX-2 NSAIDs actually safer? The reason why they were developed, well, number one, COX-2 enzyme, uh, enzyme blockers were developed in the human market first. Um, Equiox is Vioxx. Uh, if you were in the medical field as I was in the early 2000s, then you know that uh, Vioxx was taken off of the market due to heart conditions. Um, so, and then it was turned around and turned, oh, well, well, let's use it on horses, but that's neither here nor there. Um, are our COX-2 enzymes safer? Um, Equiox, Prevacox, those are COX-2s. They're often uh, given for horses with osteoarthritis, therefore given a lot longer. Um, but they're not completely safe. Are they safer for the digestive lining and overt gut problems than giving butanbanamine all the time? Absolutely. But they're far from, quote unquote, safe. Even still with the COX-2 NSAIDs, the common side effects, common, not infrequent, not rare, common side effects um, are impacted of the gastrointestinal lining and the kidneys. Um, if your horse has any other uh, issue going on in their body, any other comorbidity, then that increases the risk. 
Um, what do we mean by gastrointestinal energy? We mean injury. We mean things like gut dysbiosis. Um, we mean things like leaky gut, which impacts every other system in the horse's body. There are studies that show that horses that are giving NSAIDs have a leaky gut for up to 18 hours after the administration of each pill. So think of this if you're giving your horse uh, a pill daily. And then you're stacking that 18 hours of leaky gut. Where do you think that leaves your horse's immune system, your horse's ability to generate its own feel good and pain minimizing symptoms? It leaves them without the ability to do that at all and also precipitates the need for more insects. <laughs> Aside from that, leaky gut is uh, associated with increased risk of colic, uh, ulceration, and then reduced nutrient absorption. So now you see where we can get uh, mineral deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies all the way up into um, being uh, what most people would call a hard keeper. Long-term dysfunction in the lining of the gut. Overall, you end up with hindgut or foregut dysfunction, which decreases performance, causes rough hair and coat, changes their appetite. You'll have recurring colic or diarrhea and weight loss, difficulty maintaining condition. So, that's just on the gut. NSAIDs also have a pretty big impact on the kidneys and liver. Anything we put in our horse's body has to be processed through the liver, whether it is a prescription medication from the veterinarian or a supplement um, that you have determined to use or is recommended to use. Um, so that is one aspect of it. Secondarily, um, NSAIDs tend to injure and lead to ultimately the death of kidney di- kidney tissue, um, often called like renal necrosis. Uh, typically that happens um, from things like banamine, ketophen, and bute, but all NSAIDs have an impact and have been implicated in causing kidney damage. All of these things become worse with a couple different things, high dose, high frequency, long-term use, and or stacking. So maybe you've done it, maybe you've heard of somebody doing it even for a long period of time or just for a short period of time, like uh, prepping for some sort of competition. Um, a lot of times people will stack NSAIDs and it does increase pain relief in your in your horse, but it is particularly uh, problematic, even in just a short-term use. So stacking Butte and Equiox for 10 days, for example, um, results in kidney disease way too often. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, we see this a lot on racetracks, unfortunately, Um but they're starting to to recognize and change some rules that you can't do this. Um, but in, administering more than one NSAID on the same day within the same half-life window um, alters the way both drugs interact with your horse's body, but it also can enhance or slow down the metabolism of one or both drugs, creating even more problems. Um, other things people stack NSAIDs with is uh, uh, omeprazole for ulcers. Um, and this is another really big caution to heed. Um, you could argue that it's not technically stacking, but NSAIDs should never be given with omeprazole because bute and omeprazole, for example, lead to a really sharp increase in intestinal issues for horses. Another thing to be mindful of is that research shows, even though there's not a ton of research available on using NSAIDs in young horses, the younger the horse, the more prone they are to developing harmful side effects of, um, of NSAIDs. So all of that being said, is there ever a time to use NSAIDs? Absolutely. You know, if you have a horse with a critical injury that is on stall rest for six months, you might have to use NSAIDs more often. 
uh, or excuse me, for a long, obviously you'll use them daily, but for a longer period of time. What we have to remember is that no use of NSAID comes without the possible risk of adverse side effects. And one of the things that people want to argue and, and point out is that, well, I'd rather give the horse the NSAID than have them be in pain. Absolutely. I'm not asking you to leave your horse in pain. What I'm asking you to do is not accept NSAIDs as the, the long-term solution. There are many, many herbal uh, medications, uh, herbal uh, supplements that can really benefit the horse and replace NSAIDs. Um, the trick is going to be finding the one that works for your horse. Another thing that you can do is assess the horse's diet. I have had hundreds, if not thousands of horses that come to me in some sort of pain on some sort of chronic NSAID. Once we fix their diet, once we reduce the inflammation in their diet, within six to 12 months, their pain is gone. Sometimes it is much faster than that because a lot of the orthopedic disease that horses have, we have created with their diet and we can also reverse with their diet. Um, there are tons of alternative supplements, good and bad. So you do have to be careful. Um, it might uh, include supporting joint health. Uh, if it's an osteoarthritic type of problem, it involves balancing their minerals. If it's a muscular or nerve type problem, um, but there are solutions outside of giving your horse Equiox daily. And when we're looking at, when we're looking at maintaining or enhancing, which I think is what most people are doing, right? When you're, when you're giving an NSAID, you're trying to maintain or enhance your horse's performance and longevity. There are so many more options than giving an NSAID and, and all, you know, not all, I don't want to say all, but a lot of the options, if you're careful and you select the right option, you will find options that are actually instead of having negative adverse side effects, actually have positive impact on the horse's body outside of pain and inflammation. So I hope this gives you a little bit more insight and information into um, what I am uh, trying to accomplish with <laughs> telling people that their horse shouldn't be having NSAIDs for more than 10 to 14 days. Um, and hopefully it gives you a, a jumping off point to do your own research and find out what else, what is the root cause of this horse's pain and what else can we do to address it? Um, also make sure that you work with your vet. If your horse has to be on an NSAID for a long time, we want to test liver and kidney function. Um, we want to make sure that we are addressing gut health as well. If you have any questions, as always, I am here for you. I love answering your questions. Please do um, send them in. You can reach them on my website, equineenergymed.com or find the links to all the socials um, and hit me up there. Uh, below the show notes of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Equine Energy Medicine Podcast. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated. We'll catch you in the next episode.